Welcome to Get This Shit, the bi-monthly podcast that answers the questions you've always had, but forgot to ask. Prepare your earballs. Welcome to Get This Shit. This is Cassie, and I have my uh, beautiful co-host over here, Kaylee. Hello. Hi, how are you? I am good. How are you? Oh, girl, I live in the dream, you know? You know? <laughs> is that what we're calling it? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay, I'm good with that. Why not? How about yourself? Uh, same, living the the total dream <laughs> of <laughs> the being exhausted dream. Yes. 98% of the time. The That's total gym dream. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Well, what have you been up to, my dude? Uh, What's got you so tired? We are still kind of in the process of moving everything. So, uh, no, it's fine. I'm sorry. No moves ever go smoothly. No, they They, don't. They just don't. It wouldn't be a move. It 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 really wouldn't. Um, But I swear the next time I move, I'm hiring people to do all the shit. I'm done. (sighs) Then, yes. Whoever came up with the idea of move of hiring people is a genius. Yes, absolutely. It's just not fun. No, it, and it's not. It's not for me. I'm not made to <laughs> move heavy objects. <laughs> well, that and um, I am a total and complete control freak with everything. Yeah. So um, having like chaos around and like yeah. boxes and literally our entire lives are packed up um so like yeah. indefinitely because you're in fucking limbo yes exactly uh, i'm so, so just just a little, little little crazy well at least but i'm allowed to have some yes often. you are because you're very level-headed i so, am yes uh you i'm gonna rat you out <laughs> kaylee told me that tanner was like hey you haven't had one freak out yet so you're allowed one exactly so you're good. yeah and and i had mine so um there you go yeah look at you he's so sweet and supportive he is it's like babe whatever you gotta do yeah you gotta scream, scream out yeah it's fine <laughs> yeah. i get it scream it out girl i love ya. yeah exactly he's like you do you boo boo yeah you do you boo Oh, my God. Oh, I want to address real quick before we move on. I have noticed because, you know, I do the sound editing and stuff like that. I am so sorry if it annoys anyone because it now annoys me. I repeat every fucking thing that I think is funny. And I know (laughs) I've known that I've done it for years. Yeah. But holy shit. In like an audio medium. (laughs) To me, it's so irritating. Well, but it's just like my acknowledgement. Like, I'm here with you. I heard what you said. I think it's funny. But the thing is, you usually repeat it louder. Oh, my God. And uh, usually get credit for the jokes if you think it's funny. Please. Yes. So, Kaylee... Uh, Kaylee and I uh, would pal around literally like anywhere and do anything together. Yeah, like we her were work trips, my work trips. Like yes. it really didn't matter. It didn't. So uh, the I worked at a great clips and I worked with a bunch of great girls and we ended up going to see Titanic again. Yeah, it was You're, like a reunion. And so it was back yes, in theaters for uh-huh. Uh-huh. anniversary. That's what yeah, it was. Yeah. Reunion? <laughs> I told There's y'all. No hey, reunion. I told y'all I'm real tired. Okay. They're so tired. You poor thing. You don't know there could be a reunion. Just I, yeah. If you there could if be. If you go swimming. If you go swimming. 
So we go and see Titanic. And of course, you know, we sneak in the, the foods and snacks and whatever. And so it's the point where the Titanic has sunk, right? Right. And people are bobbing in the water. And they're showing, you know, the... And it's it's a quiet, so emotional quiet. scene. So quiet. Throughout the entire theater. Yes. So there are popsicles, you know, all in the ocean. And Kaylee... And like as the search and rescue boat pops on screen, only loud enough for me to hear, she says, Marco. (laughs) (laughs) I laughed so hard and I, because I'm me, repeated it. I said, Marco! The entire theater, I was being quiet (laughs) and respectful, but this one over here. I can't. It was so funny. Oh my God. Everybody laughed though. Yes. It was so tense. I forgot how intense that scene was, to be honest. Well, sorry. Adjusting. Yeah. All your wires. My my wee airs. Yeah, we're not a we're not a wireless Bluetooth operation yet. No, this is uh, all cables and what have you. Yep, no, uh, yeah, none of that new technology. Nah, nah. we we it like our works. classic stuff. Around it all, it's here. just more for Cassie to get tangled up in like cat. Oh my god, yes, because I move my hands and have to move every time I talk. Even though we're on a podcast, <laughs> <laughs> I know an audio medium probably wasn't the best choice for. Uh, yeah, but at least, um, at least on an auto audio medium, I don't have to come all oh looking true. cute like that's this true. morning. Fuck that shit. <laughs> if you ever see a video of me or a picture of me and I am aesthetically like not pleasing, mind your business. <laughs> mind true. your fucking business. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Not one any longer. No. Nope. And I'm also a fucking tomato. I'm the same color as my goddamn mic fluff. My little poo. Yeah, I saw you got a little bit of sun. Girl, yes. This weekend, I actually got to take a little vacation again. I went and visited my aunt down in southern Indiana. Oh, let's see. My mom and Katie and Sam were able to go. Oh, nice. It was so lovely. And we just hung out. We went to a family member's birthday party down there. What else? Ate good food and, and we sat s- by the pool. Yes, yeah. we swam on Sunday. We swam for three hours. Dang. Three hours. I put sunscreen all over my body. Apparently, I forgot to fucking put it on my face. Weird. You also have to reapply. You can't just like put a no, layer of sunscreen and then not you're reapply. absolutely correct. But I didn't put any on my face. <laughs> so my fucking face grease was just amplifying the fucking Sure, UV you were bacon rays. good. I sure was. I can't believe I didn't smell fucking bacon. <laughs> <sighs> but uh, chlorine so, covered it up. Girl, and then the chlorine fucking ate my legs. Up. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. It was like dry and scaly. I put aloe on my legs and it burned. Oh, it was awful. Coconut oil. oil, my fucking butt. I'm not. If aloe burns, I'm not putting coconut oil. Coconut oil will not burn. My my asshole. (laughs) Aloe is not supposed to burn. Aloe's supposed to still burn. I know, but like, I mean, I could see it burning a little bit, especially if you aren't using hundred percent pure. Oh yeah, if you're using that hydrogenated (laughs) exactly, it may burn a little bit. Maybe. 
Katie, Sam, and I reverted to 12-year-olds while we were in the pool. Obviously. We found two totes of toys. Oh, my God. And my mom said every time she would come outside to hang out with us and see us, she said you had more and more <laughs> pool toys in there like, every time. Like 12-year-olds. Like 12 year Yeah, you get bored with one. You're not going to put it up. You're no. just going to leave it in the pool. Yeah, just get more and whatnot. Yeah. A bunch of them were like those little squirt sticks that you fill up and push yes. out. We fucking nailed each other in the eyes probably... 10 times each <laughs> and then we found those little balls that you can like squish and get wet and oh yeah we started jumping off the diving board one of us went off and then it was uh, probably for 40 minutes just one right after another we just oh kept going God. yes that's and awesome it was so much fun it seems a really good diver really i had no idea oh. I, katie katie and i are both really good divers <laughs> not to toot our own horns uh-huh. or anything but I never seen Sam dive. We'd never been anywhere with a yeah. diving board. Yeah, it's not very common to find diving boards anymore yeah. either. No, not unless you're in it's like a, a private, specific place right. for diving. But he can do like the jackknives and the cannonballs and <laughs> stuff like that. Nice. He was like, I realized that one day you do get too old to yeah. do cannonballs. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, I mean, blah, 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 broken back. He goes, mm, no. At one point in a man's life. Oh, no. You sack's going to hit the water first. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, my God, Sam. He was uh, like, I, it didn't happen. But like, I had the realization of it. Yes. As you felt an impact, you yes. had the realization. Oh, my. Yes. He's Jesus. like, there's a reason. <laughs> like, 50 year old dudes don't do cannonballs and shit like that tuck bitch oh my tuck it oh my god it's so funny where is oh, sammy fuck. yeah we ended up out on the water for a mm. little bit uh did a little canoeing love it and uh forgot kind of it there it's a bit of a little workout to it uh you forgot that canoeing was a workout i kind of did that's hilarious i know but i was like oh i got this you know the furniture all the fucking time i can yeah, and it won't be a big yeah. deal. Um, it's a little sore. A little, little, little bit. But uh, I did take sunscreen with me Smart. while I was in there. So I didn't get Smart. super burnt. <laughs> super burnt. Just a little. Just a, a normal. pinkness to you? Yes, yes. Which I naturally have like a pinkness to me anyways. Yeah, you're nasted. Nasty. <laughs> Your natural roasted color. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're rasted. <laughs> thank you, I think. <laughs> Roasted chicken. Roasted chicken. Oh. Yes. Poor little roasted chicken. But it's true. Like, I am I mean, naturally, I'm the color of, like, chicken anyway, so. Oh, my God. Yeah. We <laughs> chicken. Uh, tell Kaylee that she's the alabaster princess. I am. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. And my uh, my foundation is clear. Which, Damn actually, the, the better thing is the actual foundation I use. It's called Snow. Get the fuck out I of here. I swear to God. Of course it's called Snow, you dumb bitch. I love it. <laughs> you, you're fucking white. I know. <laughs> but, like, even getting canoed, like, I got a little I got a little red, but it just goes right back to being white. There is no... Yeah. It's just a little bit darker than my winter white. When I'm winter white, then I'm, like, translucent. <laughs> but in summer, winter I just, like... White. Just kind of more white, white. <laughs> I'm just, you know, like normal white. Yeah, like a normal You're person. You're Caucasian. You're yes. not clear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes I glow in the sun. Dude, yeah, you're the reverse of 
fucking twilight vampires exactly you yes sparkle even though you're i mean well are well, you a vampire oh is that God. why you sparkle? that's why i sparkle fuck turns out turns out but you know <laughs> what if we were to got like stuck out there we'd be found really easily because i'd be like a little girl reflector type that thing motherfucking rescue plane will be able to see you from exactly. uh, many uh, nautical miles although i don't think we're gonna get that lost in eagle creek but <laughs> <laughs> no end up by the reservoir no, i know <laughs> apparently you can go that way but she was like it's it's but a quack. bit of a she's like it's a little Hike. a little tougher you mm. know oh yeah and i was like mm. she's like or you can go the other way and it's nature you know it's like you know what we're nature. a new little naturey my uncle he went to las vegas and he did a couple of whitewater rafting rides there Fun. rides i say rides trips or yeah. what have you and he posted some uh video of it it's so fucking cool it terrifying fucking terrifying really intense yeah. super intense so not one of the gentle ones. oh no and he put um a couple like the classifications and whatnot of oh it and okay all of that. So, so you got all scientific oh yes and then i i looked him up and was like oh god yeah i really i wanted to go tubing but it, we had yes. had all that rain that they were shut down. Was it too high? Yeah, it was too high. Sam and I really want to go tubing. Uh, lazy, like, quote, quote, lazy river. Yes. And natural lazy nature, river. Nature yes. tubing. Love it. The last time that I went, my butt cheeks got burnt because I was laying on my stomach on my tomb. Oh, like an idiot. Like an idiot. So you're roasting your buns. Uh, yeah, roasted butt cheeks. I had sunscreen on everything else. But not my cheeks. Not your cheeks. Not my cheeks. I didn't You'll know make I that had mistake enough. again. Will not because yep. then we went to Mexican and I was like, oh, I can't oh. sit down. <laughs> and then afterwards, it's just painful oh, all over. Oh my god, yes. My mom made fun of me. Mad fun. Of course she did. I, <laughs> what, what else are moms good for? Yeah, she said, uh, "Who knew that you had enough butt cheek to burn?" Damn. I know she's fucking cold. Damn. She. As a woman who doesn't have one herself, girl, and please, can I please tell you, I'm about to embarrass you, Anita. So sorry. Love you. This woman, she has lost so much weight over the years and mm-hmm. whatnot. Her fucking bathing suit was hanging off of her. Oh, no. Hanging off of her. Oh. Katie was like, mom, you need to put a swim pamper on to fill that thing out. Oh, like, no. damn near had to put, I, she like, should tie have put, it. yes, yes, she could have put pippies on it, or a ponytail, sorry, pippies is a family thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, little, just little yes, ponytails on either side. Yeah, that would be going, adorable. Uh, they're going to Fort Myers in the fall. Done. So you I better get her, new bathing suit. Yes, I said, mom, you need to leave that, one, two, three, I said, mom, you need to live that tankini life. Yes. So she can get teeny tiny little bottoms and a bigger little top because uh-huh. she's weird as fuck and doesn't wear appropriate size clothing. No. She's got, she, she's getting better though. She is. She she never really has. She's no. just like yeah, she she's wears always, what's comfortable. Yeah, like two X. And I'm like, Mom, if I can borrow your shirts, something too is big wrong. for you. Yes. yes. Back women. I need to just start teeny. giving your mother clothes. Even with the tits. Yeah. Her and I are fairly close. Yeah. Close to size. For sure. I She's teeny. She's like, 
Never mind. Yeah, no, we don't need to get That's into what any we of don't that. do. What now, we're not going to do this is, is what would make your mother kill you. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, don't worry, guys. I'd record it. Her, your mom just comes yes. over. Oh my God, with a spatula or something to beating your beat ass. the shit out of me. Yes. I mean, you deserve, you deserve it. <laughs> I do deserve it. I do. Oh, Lord. What else? Oh, Katie came home. Yes. This past week. Yes, I got to see kitties. She did. She literally travels from Nashville to Indianapolis with two cats. Yep. I've heard of people traveling with dogs. Right. Not cats on a regular basis. It's the funniest thing. So funny. And Murphy, her oldest cat, fucking hates the car. And then Mitzi, her newest addition to the family, she travels in one of those cat bubble backpacks yes <laughs> she's so she cute. actually is okay with that because i've seen the commercials for those or the ads for those yes and, you know me too crazy cat ladies need one oh, uh her yeah. cat actually enjoys it she was sleeping in it oh. taking a nap because katie put it on the floor to introduce it to her she climbed in all by herself was oh taking a nap God. yes she's the Perfect. sweetest little doodle I told her that we'll... We need to post a picture. Yes. We'll yes. post a picture for sure. I want to go hiking. We'll go. take that goddamn cat hiking. It would probably go. She probably would. She probably would. She'd probably enjoy it. Yes. That's I, crazy. Maybe. Maybe put a little leash. Oh, I'm going to see if Katie will try to leash train her. Because she's so young. Yeah. She's still a baby. So you could probably <laughs> leash train her. Yes. Mine would lose their minds. Oh, yours would rip the leash off of them yes. and run away and then murder me they would stalk you yes. afterwards mm-hmm. yes it would be Plot like a mountain death. lion mm-hmm. yes just They'd stalking you mother <laughs> speaking of pets mm-hmm. before before we get to the dirty dates today i uh do want to Send out some love and some good thoughts, good vibes, everything, all of it to uh, my mom, dad, Katie. Uh, Yesterday, we had to put our parents' dog down, Rowdy, and it was really unexpected. Mm -hmm. Came out of nowhere. Completely unexpected. Uh, Sunday, he was acting just fine. And then Monday, he was not. He yeah. had labored breathing and all of this. And turns out, little Puggle had a mass in his chest. And it was just really fast growing. And mm-hmm. it just... Yep. Nobody saw it coming. Nobody saw it coming. So um, this, this animal is especially hard because Katie... Mm-hmm. Brought Rowdy home like nine years ago because one of her friends couldn't continue taking care of the dog. Right. Kind of ended up in dad's care. Yep. And who, you know, was a typical, oh, I want no animals. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. And, and it, it was his buddy. Buddy. Yes. Rowdy came home to live with my parents right around the time that my dad had his brain tumor diagnosis. Mm-hmm. So, Sorry. Um, Rowdy's just really um, been there for him. Absolutely. Been his little buddy, even though he is yeah. 
He's the strangest little dog. He's the, he was the dumbest so, dog. He was not the brightest dog. <laughs> not much dog. of a dog, to be honest. I mean, he is. We, yeah. Oh he was God. kind of just like one of those dirt to dirt dogs, yes. you know? He just, oh my God, a 35 pound puggle. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> a log, oh if you will. Oh my God. He, the only thing he had was a, a little bit of a beagle nose and beagle ears. Like, that uh-huh. was the only thing. Everything yes. else was pug, but. Even though it was not never the dog that my parents would have chosen or picked out or <laughs> That's, anything. Yes. Yeah, I, very true. My parents, I, the dog had a seizure disorder. They took care of this dog better than anyone else I know would have taken care of that dog. Yes. yes. And in turn, uh, Rowdy took care of him. Absolutely. Kept in company. And I'm just... Uh, it's just so sad. It's very, very sad. I'm so, yeah. um, I'm so sad for my dad. Yeah, um, and my mom for sure, and Katie. Absolutely, but... especially dad. That was his yeah. little, little shadow. Funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I want to send a hail out to our last podcast group. Yeah, that we're a part of on Facebook, and uh, I made a very post. Sweet. Yeah, they are there. Yeah, everyone, you guys, fucking rock. Hail yourselves. This group is amazing. I made a post because I dad hadn't, you know, mm-hmm. put out his business yet. So I private little Facebook. Yeah. Whatever. So I used to help cope with some of the sad feelings and yeah. ask for a hail for Rowdy the Nutless Wonder Dog, <laughs> which is his Instagram. We'll tag his Instagram. Yes. Yes, for sure. We'll post up a couple photos. And- yeah. Yeah. And uh, we got some hails for dad for pop too. So Absolutely. thank you guys so much. Um, I dad joined the group so he could see everything, <laughs> and uh, he he's really thankful. So yeah. if you guys listening wouldn't mind to send some love and love and light to to pops to pops, he definitely needs it. And not to mention. Yeah, um, so our dads actually share a birthday. A birthday, um, which is today. today. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, this yeah. happened the day before their birthday. So, uh, not good timing. Not a great gift. No. Not a no, good I no. would return it. Yeah. Personally. If I could return the personally. gift, I would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. But uh, we had talked before about... You know, once Rowdy had passed, you know, in the, yes. in the past, 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 once he passes, you know, what kind of dog dad would want or if they want a dog. And he had talked about wanting a Frenchie because Aww. he thinks that they're just so cute. But I thought, I and I'm not sure what, you know, what all needs to be done. So I need to do some research. But I was thinking, I wonder if my dad would qualify for a service dog. Oh. Right? It's possible. I yeah, and I'm not sure the different types of services and things, but like my dad has balance issues mm-hmm. and I think it would be really helpful if he had like a sturdy companion or something <gasps> like that. A big old same next to him. Oh my god, yes, please. In that but, little bitty house. <laughs> in that tiny <laughs> yes, in their tiny house. Oh my god, no. He told me that he would shoot me. Yes. If we gave him any more animals. Uh-huh. But. Don't say but. but. If your father threatens to shoot you. No, 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 no. <clears throat> I 
what got me thinking about the service dogs, to be honest, was my topic for today. A little segue. A little segue for you. Segue in, babe. (laughs) So, Kaylee, are you ready to get this shit? I'm so ready to get this shit. All right, all right. To doodle, I am going to be talking to you about some creepiness. Yay. I am finally giving you a creepy episode. Good. (laughs) Good. Going back to my roots, all right? We all know I've mentioned my love of TikTok. Yes. (laughs) Once or twice. Once or twice, right? Well, on TikTok, there are different sides of TikTok. So, like, what side of TikTok are you on? Are you on witch talk, fitness talk, like oh, that kind of stuff? Okay, different so different niches. subgroups, if you will. Yes, okay. exactly. Well, well, one of the sides that I'm on is creepy woods slash paranormal stuff. Yay! And I found a creator by the name of the Aiden Mattis, and I'll make sure to tag him Perfect. on our Insta. He covers and kind of compiles a bunch of different stories that have been circulating through TikTok and different platforms. Mm -hmm. There have been thousands of people posting about strange experiences in different mountainous areas, campgrounds, and national parks. Yay. (laughs) I thought that you would like this. I'd love every bit of it. Please tell me more. All right. So uh, like many other paranormans, uh, I thought that I was, you know, like up to jump on most of the UFO, cryptid, paranormal shit, you know. Right. Well, uh, following this vein of uh, fucking TikToks, I was sorely mistaken. Yes. (laughs) Yes. To make sure that everyone else has trouble sleeping at night, I am going to share some of the fucking craziest stories that I have compiled about national parks in the U.S. Okay. Give it to me. Most of us know that Theodore Roosevelt was a lover of the outdoors, right? Correct. Great, great, great. I have a quote from him. We have become great because of the lavish use of our resources, but the time has come to inquire seriously what will happen when our forests are gone, when the coal, the iron, the oil, and the gas are exhausted. When the soils have still further impoverished and washed into the streams, polluting the rivers and denuding the fields and obstructing navigation. Hmm. You can tell that he's really passionate about, you know, the outdoors, right? And conservation. Right. I mean, we need it. We need it. Let's be honest. And back in 1901, (laughs) 1901 is when uh, Teddy Roosevelt became president, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. Teddy Roosevelt felt so strongly about preservation that between 1901 and 1909, Teddy created the United States Forest Service, or the USFS. And he also enabled the Antiquities Act. Mm -hmm. This act gave presidents the authority to create national monuments to preserve areas of natural or historic interests on public lands. The purpose of the act was largely to protect the prehistoric and historic indigenous people's ruins and artifacts. This act helped establish 150 national forests, 51 federal bird reserves, 
four national game preserves, five national parks, and 18 national monuments. Damn. Yeah. Okay. So during his presidency, Roosevelt protected approximately 230 million acres of land. Damn. Yes. After Teddy Roosevelt left office, the National Park Service, or NPS, was created in 1916 by Woodrow Wilson. Teddy Roosevelt had a lot to do with the creation of it. Yeah. He, he was, was like, like, I'm not done. Let's. Uh, exactly. He was yeah. like, you should really do this, Woodrow. It's a great idea. Yes. I mean, your name's Woodrow. Like, isn't this strangest? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, before the creation of the National Park Service, these parks were left to be maintained individually. Um, yes. There was no oversight to maintain them. Yeah, that's not a good idea. Right. This new agency's mission was to conserve the scenery, natural and historical objects, and wildlife within the parks, and to provide the enjoyment of the same in such manner and by such means as will leave them unimpaired for the enjoyment of future generations. In other words, stop touching. No touching. Touching. <laughs> yes. Fucking uh, leave only footprints, motherfuckers. Leave it alone. Yes, don't touch it. Okay, that being said. With that being said, there's a really fun conspiracy theory running around that Teddy Roosevelt created the USFS and the Antiquities Act to help spur the National Park Service creation to help corral, study, and protect both cryptids and humans alike. Uh, duh. Right? Of course. He was like, hey, man, Bigfoot's out there. Let's make sure he's, uh... He's good to go. It's funny that you mention that. Yay. Because in his book, The Wilderness Hunter, Teddy tells a story about a hunting trip he took in Washington State with a friend. While there, the two men contracted an indigenous persons to help lead them through the thick wilderness and over the rough terrain. Uh-huh. A guide. A guide, if you will. While venturing through the woods, the guide strongly urged both men to avoid going near a particularly dense area of woods. Okay. The indigenous guide told both men about an evil presence that lived in the woods. And if you went over into that area, it would make the presence very angry. Okay. Mm-hmm. Teddy said, I ain't afraid of no cryptids. Oh, my God. And him and his friend pressed on. They persuaded the guide to take him into that area. During their walk into the Angry Spirits Woods, Mm -hmm. Roosevelt recounts finding no big game whatsoever. There really wasn't any animal presence. So something was keeping him out of there. Yes. Certain (laughs) pheromones. A certain smell. A smell that smells. Smelly. Smelly. But he does describe later on that night extremely strange noises around his camp. Horny Bigfoot. Horny Bigfoot. There were noises he had never heard prior to venturing into that forest. And he never heard these same noises anywhere else again. Damn straight. Listen to the guides. Right? He describes... This is unsettling. Mm-hmm. And he, in this book, uh, The Wilderness Hunter, mentions Bigfoot 
like three times. Yes. Yes. So it goes all the way back. Okay. And all the way to the top. And all the way to the top. So I've got some creepy facts for you. All right. According to the documentary Missing 411, in 2017, 1,600 people were reported missing in the national forests or national parks. Oh, just there. Yes. But that is the most updated information there is available. I literally scoured the internet in 2017 is the most updated thing. Um, I feel like that should be a yearly number that needs to be kind of yes thrown out. Don't you think? Yes. Okay. I well, I have more on that later. Okay. What do you think happens when someone is reported missing within one of these forests or parks? Uh, forest rangers to the rescue. To the rescue, right? Yeah. yeah. So some sort of maybe. I mean, there's still probably some sort of pinging for your cell phone, I'm sure. Uh-huh. Absolutely. So they send in search and rescue. Right. At, uh, or they call it SAR or SARS. Okay. All right. Well, not the best name, but I, I understand. Yes. Well, I'm not talking about the... The SARS. Was it a, a virus? Was SARS a virus? I think it's a virus. I don't remember. Anyway, I'm talking about search and rescue, homie. Right. Different, different topic. Yes. SAR operations in the U.S. are patchwork at best. Depending on where you are, you might be saved by a professional squad with a chopper on speed dial. Damn. You may be whisked away by a talented group like the Volcano Rescue Team. Volcano Rescue Team? Don't uh, go near a volcano. Vo- you would be surprised. Someone died. Oh, God. I think it was like 2018. Someone died. They were trying to take a picture for Instagram and fell in a volcano. Oh, yeah. That's not. Mm-mm. That's what a lot of. There's been an uptick in uh, Rescues, SAR missions because of Instagrammable opportunities. Fucking white people. Fucking white people. Or in some cases, you may be forced to wait hours or even days until well-meaning volunteers with limited resources reach you in the back country. Oh, just uh, Uncle Joe. Yeah. Showing up with a... With his friend Brian. With, yeah, and a dog. And a dog. And they're going to make a stretcher out of two fucking sticks. Oh, good. Yay. <laughs> In that would be our luck. That's how we would 100%. get rescued. Yeah. That's what I envisioned when we were driving up that fucking mountain in Colorado yes. to those springs. Yeah. That, yeah. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, we're going to have to fucking less Stroud it out here. <laughs> fucking Bear grills it. In we this. were near <laughs> people at all times. Yeah. Do not even listen to her. <laughs> no. It's like this hill. It was fucking terrifying because, you know, we are we are Colorado elevated at this time. Uh-huh. And... Uh, because we didn't know that there was a steep incline. We fucking freak out the whole way there. We get to the top. There's like 80 other cars in this parking and lot. Some of them were the exact same car that I had. Yes. And I'm like, oh, they made it up. The well, that, yes. Yeah. And there's fucking. I, yeah. So anyway. Children everywhere. Like. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And like, we're sitting oh, no in the car else? hyperventilating. Literally crying. Like, and stress no one else. And everybody else is just. Like, hey, how's it going? Oh, my God. So. Yeah. yeah. Uncle whomever uh-huh. and his friend Brian would Uncle be Jeff. Uncle Joe. They would be our rescuers. Yes. So in more rural areas or remote areas, uh, SAR services tend to be limited. In Stillwater County, home to one of four sheriff offices that might get called to coordinate with rescues in Granite Peak, the 10-person volunteer SAR team 
is now called for about 35 missions annually. This is a huge jump from the 10 or fewer they used to do in the early 2000s. Wow. Yes. Oh, also, helicopters are really hard to come by, just so you know. Did not know that. Yeah. (laughs) You ready for uh, some creepy stories? I am. All right, get this shit. We're starting with a bit of local flavor. What? Yes. I had no idea that there were such creepy fucking bullshit around Indiana. (laughs) (laughs) So in Yellowwood State Forest, a hunter stumbled upon a large oak tree with a huge sandstone boulder perfectly nestled in its crown. The Mm -hmm. crown is the top of the tree. Mm -hmm. There's a, Mm -hmm. a 400 pound. Damn. Four feet by one foot boulder in, in a the tree. Top of a tree? Yes. Yes. The hunter found three more trees with the exact same setup. What? Yes. What? The boulders vary in size and the trees vary in species, but they all had boulders resting symmetrically in their crown. Isn't that so what? weird? Explanations for this strange phenomenon have varied from a tornado. Uh, no, it just tears through it. It doesn't right? land it's not gently like, on it. And a tchotchke here and a tchotchke there. Exactly. <laughs> and it's going to tear through the tree yeah. because if it does drop, it's going to come at a very high speed. Yes. Okay. Yes. Nice try. Just because Indiana doesn't mean it's been tornadoes. Yeah, right? Another theory is fraternity pranksters. Okay, what drunk frat boy? Yes. What drunk frat boy is going to be putting a fucking boulder in a tree in the middle of nowhere? 400 pound boulder, how? That's a nice boulder. Yes. (laughs) You did that really good. Thank you. Another explanation is floods. No. Agreed. No. Mm-mm. UFOs. Because rocks don't float. That, that, there you go. Finally, a logical explanation. A little bit more logical, right? And even acoustic levitation, where the rock briefly becomes weightless. Yeah. However, no possible explanation is airtight since there's no visible damage or disturbance to the surroundings that would point to a tornado. Or heavy machinery that being would require used. right. Uh-huh. Like if the drunk frat boy, he'd up. have to get a crane to lift it and put it in there. It's not like they can just hoist it on yes. up there. Okay, are you ready for the next one? I am. Okay, give it to me. Devil's Den State Park. Okay, you got me. It's in We're going. <laughs> We're going. We're going. This happened in 1946. Okay. Okay, my stories are going to jump ago. around in time. Okay, that's fine. Cool. Catherine Van Allist was an eight-year-old girl, and she disappeared from the family's campground for six days. Damn. Wait, how old was she again? Eight. Eight. Oh, that's really young. Isn't it? Uh, The search party struck weird pay dirt when Catherine was found in a cave 30 miles away. 30? 30 miles away and 600 feet higher than the campground. So somehow she hiked 30 miles and mm-hmm. 600 feet in the air. Yes. With no equipment and being eight years old. Yep. Okay. Yep. No. Mm-hmm. 
Sure. She calmly walked out of the cave and said, here I am. There was not a scratch on her. There was nothing. What? Yep. Even a normal person hiking that long. Like we have friends that are in Colorado. Uh, right? They hike. I mean, they do like 22 mile oh, yeah, hikes. Oh, yeah. The Appalachia or, exactly. Trail and all that shit. Even then, you're going to have some sort of scratches, tree branches, you know. Yeah. Bug bites, something. something. Like you are going to be marked. Yes, exactly. Nothing. She was fine. Okay. Fine. All right. Next one. Oh, my God. Okay. Keith Perkins. This is in Ritter, Oregon. Mm-hmm. And uh, this happened in April uh, in 1952. Okay. Edna and her three kids went to visit her parents on their ranch right before Easter. Mm-hmm. One day before lunch, the three boys went out to the barn to see a new baby calf. Okay. When mom called them in for lunch, the two oldest boys came, but two-year-old Keith did not follow. Okay. Mom asked where Keith was. Boys told him, uh, told her that he went around the barn. When they went to go look for him, they couldn't find him. Now, their ranch backed directly up to a national forest. Oh boy. Oh boy. Right? So when they couldn't find him in the, you know, first 20 minutes or so, they got a search party together. By that evening, they had over 200 people helping Holy search. Holy shit. Yes, that evening. They searched all night long. He's two. How far can he get in I know. 20 minutes? I know. In 20 minutes, right? And like they were out like as Immediately. Soon- yes. Yeah, the boys are like, oh, something wrong yes. yeah okay and they said that he had just walked out like right before mom called mm-hmm. so he should have just like been right around the fucking the corner yeah. yeah there were footprints of his found three miles away from his last location then five miles away from his original location keith's body is found what his coat and his hat were on the ground next to him He had a ton of scratches on his little face and on his little hands. And he was very stiff, very still, and very cold. But somehow alive. What? He's alive! Keith had a bit of frostbite on his hands and on his feet. They never made a big deal about Keith going missing or anything like that. But when he was interviewed at two years old and... He is also in the Missing 411 documentary. Okay. He has zero recollection of this at all. anything? Anything. He says, I remember waking up back home. What? Yeah. Doesn't remember anything. Has he ever, I wonder if he's ever done like the hypnosis. Yes, the regression hypnosis. Yes. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to look. Can we have you on the podcast? Right? Uh Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. I have questions. We have questions. But even at the time of the incident, they asked Keith how he got all those scratches on his hands and mm-hmm. face. And he said, the cat scratched me. And they had a cat at home. Oh. So they just thought that he was just like, yeah, no, the cat scratched me. He didn't remember anything. Anything. So what? he just like kind of made that up. Yeah. It would yes. be like, a, like I get a little slice of me. I'm like, oh, it's probably from the cat. Yeah. Yes. What? So, 
with the, you know, search how it went and the evidence that they found, that child in less than less than 48 hours, I believe that it was a bit over 24, mm-hmm. but I don't even think it was 36 hours. He covered eight miles. What? He would have had to cover eight miles from where he originally was to where his footprints were found, which were in the middle of a cattle herd, by the way, and then to where his body was found. Eight miles. No. I couldn't even do eight miles in that amount of time. Right? And that's eight miles with no hills, no rocks, no mountains to climb. What? A term called as the crow flies. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, a bird flies unobstructed. Mm-hmm. Eight miles. Les Stroud. I don't know if anyone else watched Survivor Man <laughs> growing up. But uh, he said it would have easily been 12 miles. Oh. Walking because of the rain. Sure. Yes. Also, it was sub freezing temperatures and complete darkness. No, there's no right way. Right. And why did his feet just randomly appear? I just randomly. And it was just like a bloop, and then there was nothing else. Just two little footprints. Yeah, just little. Bleh, bleh, bleh. Oh, a couple little. Yep, a couple little in just a, a small area. Crazy, right? Extremely. I it just what. Like, I don't even want to hike 12 miles. No. On purpose. (laughs) All right. So my last, like, story story. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this is Estes Park, Colorado. Bobby Bizup. He is 10 years old in 1958. Okay. He goes missing August 15th. Camp St. Malo was established And had tons of kids day in and day out rolling through. All right. Apparently I didn't write down when. (laughs) Just just a random time. It was established. All right. (laughs) Okay. Uh, In uh, apparently uh, around 1958. (laughs) All right. Fair. (laughs) Bobby. 10 year old Bobby. uh, He was hearing impaired and he wore a hearing aid. Okay. Bobby was down by the river fishing around 6 p.m. When a camp counselor came down and told him it was time for dinner. Hey, we have a guest <laughs> in the studio. Nicholas is being a dick. He's Don't fine. Jump on the pod table. He won't jump up there. I got my foot. Whatever. There we go. Oh, nope. That's fine. All okay. Right, he's sorry. settled for a second. All right. Settled. Sorry. So sorry. Super sorry. Fans and friends alike. So uh, Bobby acknowledged the counselor uh, that it was time for dinner and he started to follow. Uh, when the counselor turned around just a few feet after making contact with Bobby, Bobby was gone. When they started the search, they had over 400 people's help. Damn. Right? They wanted to find Bobby as quickly as possible. Because Camp St. Malo was right on the outskirts of Rocky Mountain National Park. Ooh. Yeah. The longer Bobby was gone, the more likely he was to get further and further into the dense forest area. In the efforts to communicate with Bobby during the search, Civil Air Patrol dropped over 5,000 leaflets telling Bobby that his mom and dad miss him and need him. Oh. Isn't that sweet? I mean, yeah, it's 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 killing some trees there, guys. Oh, but um, well, 
I mean, he can't hear them yelling. He possibly could not hear them yelling. Right. For sure. And those usually have like batteries. Like if the battery happens to go out or it just happens to fall out and break. Absolutely. After nine days of exhaustive search, (sighs) they give up. The next camping season, three of the former camp counselors from the previous year return. When they are hiking up Mount Meeker through a boulder field, 2,000 feet from the camp was Bobby's hearing aid. 2,000? That's not very far. No. Like, nope. Okay. It was previously searched. Of Yeah, I would I mean being that close. Yes. Then they found bits of clothing, and then they finally found Bobby's remains. They were found in a ravine that had been searched at least three times the previous year during the original search effort. What? Yes. And they just randomly happened to walk that way again. And now Mm -hmm. all of a sudden they start finding. Yeah. They did not find all of him. And they do not know how he died. Like there's no teeth mark. I mean, something, right? Not enough of him to know. Oh, okay. Yeah, it does take. You need. Yep. Yep. Okay. I have a few other like factoids. So if you're interested in this kind of stuff, because I tried to because do an who episode. Isn't? Who isn't, right? I tried to do an episode like this uh, months ago, but I like, couldn't figure out how to find the answers I was, I wanted to know. I, I couldn't, I wasn't asking the right questions. Okay. So when I found the Aiden Mattis on TikTok, he gave me some names. And then after those names, I was able to go after more, like more. I, I got so he up. got your research kind of yes. up and going. Perfect. Yes, well, he thank did. you, dude. Yes. So a couple of people he covers. And if you want to know more, go take a look. Or maybe, maybe I'll do a part two. Who knows? Ooh. But uh, a couple quick ones Jim McGrogan. March 2014, he fell to his death, but there were no cliffs around. Oh. Mm-hmm. It had snowed, okay. and there were no snow prints around where he was found, and he was found 20 days after he went missing. Found in a previously searched area, and his injuries were consistent with falling from a great height with no sorts of height. What the fuck? Yep. Uh, and then we also have... 84-year-old Maurice Demetz went missing in 1981. Maurice had such terrible arthritis that he needed assistance doing almost everything, including walking. Okay. Whomever he was fishing with, I can't remember the relation. When he came back up, just a couple of feet away from, he was kind of downhill down Sure, yeah, they kind of separate a little bit. You don't get all tangled and that kind of fun stuff, yes. Enough that they could yell and he wasn't yelling back. Exactly. So he walked up the hill and Maurice and his gear were gone. He took his gear too. So, or supposedly. Well, his gear was gone. Right. What the fuck? They searched the river, found nothing, like on their hands and knees, Mm -hmm. searched it. Oh my God. Yep. Garrett, well, what? Go ahead. No, I'm like, even if he got in the river, why is his stuff still gone? I don't know. I mean, he could have fallen in and yeah, like, but what? tried you're... to grab it and like, blah, blah, blah. 
Yeah, Everybody but then tumbled. it would almost like be like a crash and I feel like it'd be louder. Yes. You know what, what I mean? Yeah. That's what the person that he was with said. Yeah. Like, why? Why didn't I hear? Yeah, anything? I didn't hear him fall into the river. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of noise with falling. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. You're not just going to be like, mm, let me soak into this. Exactly. <laughs> no, there's going to be some noise. Yes. The next one. Garrett Bertsley, 2004. 12 years old in Washaw National Forest in Utah. I think that's it. Yes. Ooh, it took me a minute. Like my eyes were not working. So Garrett, he was 150 yards down a trail fishing from his camp. Okay. Mm-hmm. So just 150 yards away. When his mom goes to check on him, gone. Uh-huh. So they start to search. Half a mile away in a rock bed. They find a wet sock wedged between some rocks. And that's it. That's it? Yep. Not, mm. Yep. And the last one that I have for you is Paul Lemaitre. In 2012, he is doing a race that's really popular in Alaska. It's been going on for 92 years, and they've never had a fatality or a missing person. It's a two-hour race. With a clearly marked trail. He's completely gone. What? There is no trace of him. No trace of Paul whatsoever. And I feel like you're in, if you're in some sort of race, you're probably, you know, well equipped to be doing that. So. Yeah. Yeah. You don't just like up and disappear or like collapse somewhere or something. Yeah. You're probably pretty well equipped and can find your way back easily. And Yes. Yeah. Yes. Where'd you go, bruh? Gone. Without a trace. So uh, some people believe that these disappearances are easily explained by big cats in different areas. They say that if a big cat had a kid or whatever that yanked that kid, right, that the search activity would probably drive him to hide like the the big cat. Uh People also say that the big cat would bury his prey. Oh. And come back later when the search died down. Okay. I I didn't know that big cats buried stuff. I didn't either. I mean, I know my they cat buries their, their shit, shit, but like. Does a lion bury its shit like that? I don't know. We're going to have to ask uh, yeah. Mutual of Omaha. Yes. <laughs> okay. Big cats are a theory. Uh, big cats, if it's a fucking mountain lion attack, right? There's going to be blood. There's going to be tears of shit there's yeah gonna be fur there's gonna be signs of a struggle drag marks yes uh, from him taking you right right and then they'd be able to track the cat i feel exactly. like if somebody saw yeah these prints tracks yeah and prints and, blood and yeah and where it looks like gore. it's dragging something yes. or it has something bloody i there feel like a violence situation out here. It, exactly i feel like they're intelligent enough to go oh shit this may be what's going on and follow those tracks because they're trained 100 percent yeah 300 percent 300 percent nature in most of these cases perfectly undisturbed like the areas are perfectly undisturbed it's just like it's laid on top or uh, you know wedged in between things or yeah or one of them comes stuff. out of a cave yeah did they look in that cave and be like mm, i'll see a key cat in here so and then why yes. is he just why are they okay Right. Like if it's so much time later and some of these are still alive, uh-huh. they would not be alive for a cat. Yes. Like it would eat or eaten. Yes, correct. There's no jungle book going on. No, there is no jungle book. 
not up in these national foristas. Just so you know, from what I found, uh, since 1915, there have only been 15 reported fatal mountain lion attacks in the U.S. and Canada. Oh, huh. So it's so not super likely. No, not not. We're not their main food source. Yeah, a couple of statistics for you, or some numbers. And I did not write these babies out, so bear fucking with me. All right. From 1992 to 2007, there were 78,488 individuals involved in 65,439 SAR incidents. Good job on the numbers. And those are very large numbers. Isn't that a shit ton? Like, uh, so what? That's... 10 years is 97. Uh, and then 15 years. That's 15 years. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That's a lot. These incidents ended with 2,659 fatalities, 24,288 ill or injured individuals, and 13,212 saves. Wow. Yes. So there is uh, no requirement for the National Parks Service to keep a list or registry of missing peoples. Why? It would cost $1.3 million to instate. Oh. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's pocket change. That's what I yeah was for the U.S. Daniel. government. Like if you would have told me like $1.3 billion i would have been like oh, uh, so a big number yes three million dollars is not a lot of money literally it's twenty dollars to go to the fucking movies exactly the national park service on their government website nps.gov ah. they have a list of only 29 individuals that are either missing or it's an unsolved homicide within the national within the forest. Forest, I got you. That's I feel like there's 29. a lot. And it goes all the way back to like 1958, 1946. There's only 29. 29. Why? Why why? I I don't know. Why are you always lying? Why does the government have to lie about everything? Everything. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. What so, are you telling us? Uh well, and then okay, so back to the beginning where I said, you know, there's a conspiracy theory about Teddy Roosevelt, mm-hmm. you know, creating this. So it's to help protect cryptids and corral them and study them and uh-huh. shit like that. People were like, well, why would they open it to the public? And, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure that it was Aiden that said, how could they explain hundreds of acres of, of protected land that, that you, people aren't allowed on? Right. You aren't yes. even allowed to like go and look at. Yes. Why would there be that? Why? Yeah. yeah. So the park rangers are interference. They protect each group from each other. Oh, God. So now I want to be a park ranger. I mean, you should definitely be a park ranger. You should definitely be a park ranger. This takes parks and recs to a whole other level. Oh. Not that level. Got to rewatch it with cryptid. Oh my glasses. god, with cryptid lenses on. Yes. yes, the fucking geese that are by Jerry when he falls into the fucking yes <laughs> and breaks his arm. Oh my god, that's all I got for you. Oh my god, I love it. The creep. Thank you, thank you. The creeps for you. You oh, know I love. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Mick. Mick was on the back of my chair and I stretched. 
I knocked him the fuck off. Oh, sorry, bud. Oh, poor cat. Such an asshole. I mean, he's... Hit my mother again. <laughs> <laughs> nope. No, fuck you, mom. Don't need to let him out. Nope. Oh, he's no. coming to oh, me. He's coming to you. He's coming to pout to me. And Kaylee. I'm sorry, Butters. Me. I'm sorry. Okay. I, I know. Oh, God. He's telling you. He's really telling me. But I have a story to tell, bro. Get out of here, kitty man. He's fine. Are you ready <laughs> to get this shit? Girl, I'm ready. Give me that sheet. So uh, this is apparently why we're best friends. <laughs> <laughs> because my story also involves the government. Oh. And animals. Oh. So I am going to tell you um, a couple, again, a couple different stories. It's weird. Oh my God, it's, it's like, a mashup day. I, it really is. It's weird. It's like when it comes to government things, there's a bunch of different little stories, yeah, but so not strange. really a, some of them, not a whole lot of information. Weird. This is where the government tries to weaponize animals. <laughs> no. Okay. Yes. I love it. So I found a couple different examples. Um, I'll go over my sources at the bottom. Oh, shit. I'll do it at the bottom of the show, too. Okay. And, <laughs> and we'll, we'll do both of them. We'll, yes. We'll bounce off. I love it. One. So I found this little article that listed off a bunch of different cases. And I did a little more research into some of them. Some of them legitimately. There's no. There's just, there's nothing, just nothing to be found. Like. The turkey parachutes in the Spanish War. There's nothing. Turkey parachutes. Turkey parachutes. So obviously, I really, obviously, I really wanted to know more on that one. But the turkey parachutes. Oh my god! Was during the Spanish Civil War, an occupied monastery was resupplied by attacking by attaching packages. To a flock of turkey and no. just dropping them out of airplanes. Um, what? Yes. What? They uh, simply like kind of just flapped and landed to the ground. So the turkeys themselves were parachutes, were used as parachutes. Because they did not they have can't. little parachutes on the turkeys. So I'm disappointed. Um, to a certain point. Okay. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, turkeys can't fly fly right but they can like hoover yes they can okay, so fly. they just like so they drop them from planes uh-huh. yeah and they and they up. just ended up on the ground with turkey sailing yes oh my god i love it <laughs> but there's not a whole lot of information okay so, uh i have oh, well, kaylee i mean the self-explanatory i mean right? what else do you need to know what the fuck parachutes. the new thanksgiving tradition <laughs> yes all right, so the first one I have for you, I'm going to go back to 1400 BC. Uh, 14, okay. This is the horny horse of Egypt. Yep. Okay. Same. So Same. Uh, officially, Tutmos III ruled Egypt for almost 54 years. His range is usually dated from 1479 BC to 1425 BC okay. uh, from the age of two until his death of 56, which back he then... He said two? Yes. From the age of two. He ruled from the age of two. A goo-goo guy. Totally normal. Totally, yeah. But during that time, one of his aunts was like Pharaoh. So like he didn't... He you. ruled, but he didn't really rule. Yeah. It yeah, just yeah, kind of yeah. under his name. Sure, sure, sure. 
he served as the head of the armies at that time during his reign. He once sent out a single mare in heat (laughs) into the king of Kadesh's army. Oh my God. Sending all of the stallions into a horny little frenzy. Oh my God. Men are male or male or male or male. Exactly. (laughs) A hundred percent. Yes. Oh my God. Uh, The next one I have you is Magawa. This is an African giant pouched rat. Yes. That has been awarded a prestigious gold medal for his work detecting landmines. Oh, man. Oh, my God. I know what you're talking about. (laughs) That wasn't even the cat. I know. I got really excited. excited. I'm sorry. Why do I talk with my feet now? (laughs) Because your hands were full. (laughs) Mick is not impressed. No, he's not. Magawa has sniffed out 39 landmines, 28 unexploded munitions in his career. He was given the gold medal for, quote, life-saving devotion to duty in the location and clearance of deadly deadly landmines in Cambodia, unquote. Oh, my God. There are apparently up to 6 million landmines in the Southeast Asian country. Why do you need that many landmines? That's fucked. So Magua was born and raised in Tanzania, weighing 2.6 pounds and was 28 inches long. Oh, shit. That's a big ass rat. It's large for a rat. Uh, But he's still small and light enough um, that he doesn't trigger the landmines when he walks on them. Oh, my God. I know. He's so cute. The rats are trained to detect a chemical compound within the explosives, meaning they ignore scrap metal and can search for mines more quickly. Wow. Uh, Magua is capable of searching a field the size of a tennis court in 20 minutes. Oh, shit! Something that would take a person with a metal detector between one to four days. Damn. Dude, he deserves that award. Way to go, little dude. He deserves all the strawberries, all of the fucking... And, like, they don't even just attack the metal. They actually know which one's are explosive whereas you have somebody sure. with just a metal detector oh yeah they're just like well there's something metal exactly there's something metal down sure. here but he can let them know if you step on it dangerous it's very bad dangerous you ready for the next one yes i don't know if you are i'll sit back <laughs> i love bats yes i think bats are like one Same. of the coolest things i want to get little bat houses and they eat mosquitoes. Sam and I are getting a bad house. It's literally in my Amazon cart. Yes. Okay. You need to send me that link because <laughs> I, I want to get one too. Yes. And they eat mosquitoes. Yes. They are God's gift They're to so us. Cute. Bat bombs. Okay. What We're an this? experimental World War II weapon no. developed by the United States. Uh, of course. Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> the bomb consisted of a bomb-shaped casing over a thousand, over a thousand compartments each containing a hibernating Mexican free-tailed bat (laughs) with a small timed incendiary bomb attached. What? What the fuck? (laughs) I just saw it fucking spike on the recording. I was like, oh God. It went red. (laughs) So sorry, everybody. These bombs were dropped from a bomber at dawn. The casings would deploy a parachute in mid-flight to open and release the bats, which would then disperse 
and roost in eaves and attics within a 20 to 40 mile radius. The incendiaries, which were set on timers, would then ignite and start fires in inaccessible places in the largely wood and paper construction of the Japanese cities. Are you fucking joking right now? No. I'm not. You know what? I fucking that makes so much sense because Sam, he listens to Dan Carlin, right? And mm-hmm. uh, he does one call, uh, episode called The Supernova of the East. And it talks about the rise of Japan and it goes through World War II and everything like that. Right. The U.S. purposely bombed places in Tokyo because of the material yes. they knew it was made out of. Yes. And they used the bomb! fuckers yes they know that they have these and i love i'm so upset right now i know my little heart is beating so fast what i wonder if samuel knows this i don't know i can't wait to tell him he about to find out thank you for some great dinner conversation you're welcome that's what i'm here for (laughs) (laughs) that's what this podcast is all about that's what this podcast is all about baby great dinner conversation um, the U.S. Navy took control in August 1943 using the code name Project X-Ray, a series of tests to answer very oper- various operational um, questions were conducted. In one incident, the Carlsbad Army Field Auxiliary Air Base in <laughs> near Carlsbad. Dang, the long ass name, New Mexico. Gross. Uh, this place was set on fire May 15th, 1943, when Jesus. the armed bats were accidentally released God and the bats roosted Good. under a fuel tank <laughs> <laughs> at the test range. That's what you get, what you get. Um, But even though they did have this setback, oh, the project the was... <laughs> Relegated to the Navy in August 1943, who renamed it Project X-Ray, then passed it to the Marine Corps that December. <laughs> so now the Marines got the bats. Oh, my God. Um, They moved their operations to the air station in El Centro, California. I don't know why that was weird. It just looked strange. Yeah, Washoe. I got Yeah. After several experiments and operational adjustments, the definitive test was carried out on the Japanese village, a mock-up of a Japanese city built by Chemical Warfare Service at their Dugway Proving Grounds test site in Utah. So they basically made up like a mock. A whole replica. With all those words. A whole replica. So the observers of the test were really optimistic. Right. Uh, the chief of the testing wrote, quote, a reasonable number of destructive fires can be started in spite of the extremely small size of the units. Right. The main advantage of the units would seem to be their placement with enemy structures without the knowledge of the household or fire watchers thus allowing the fire to establish itself before being discovered. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, so we want to make sure that these little bats get all up in there. Exactly. And they fucking uh, snuggle up for the night. Uh-huh. They're, you know, they put their kids to bed. <laughs> their little fucking bat family, you know, Hanging mom upside and dad down. have fucking their bat dinner. Yep. 
They're all snugly warm upside down. And then they explode. Exactly. They set little fires. And then by the time anybody notices them, because guess what heat does? It rises. Rises. Yeah. And they're usually up in the attics. You're not going to notice. You're not going to notice it right away. And by the time you do, everything's fucked. Yeah. Basically. Good way to put it. Yeah, because it's wood. Paper. Wood. Um, Wood. (laughs) Or wood. So they consider this to be a very effective weapon. Um, I bet they did bastards. Exactly. Regular bombs give probably 167 to 400 fires per bomb load, where Project X-Ray would give 3,625 to 4,000 or 4,748 fires. What? Yep. Oh, my God. Oh, that's so upsetting. I know. Fleet Admiral Ernest J. King heard that it would not likely to be combat ready until 1945. By that time, it was estimated that $2 million, the equivalent of $19.3 million today, had been spent on this project. On bats? On just bats. What the fuck? Bat bombing was moving too slowly and was overtaken in the race for a quick end to the world by the atomic bomb. So uh, yeah, instead of that. using bats, you know. Yeah, we'll just destroy an entire. Exactly. Fucking city. Um, uh, Adams maintained that the bat bombs would have been affected without the devastating effects of the atomic bomb. I mean, he's yeah, not I wrong. I mean, he's not wrong. At least like, like, I mean, a fire is extremely dangerous, but it's more survivable than a than fucking an atomic, bomb. atomic bomb. And it doesn't have an effect on the planet. Yeah. Years, and then the fucking lineage. Years. I mean, generational trauma aside. Exactly. But like, yes. It doesn't have like genetic fucking. Exactly. Complications. Because a fire is a natural thing. We did make a natural thing. <sighs> So, so frustrating. Nicholas, what do you think? Uh, he's um, good old Adams said, think of thousands of fires breaking out simultaneously over a circle of 40 miles for no. every bomb dropped. Japan could have been devastated yet with small loss of life. I mean, I don't think it's going to be as small as you fucking are trying Compa- to make it in comparison. In, it, yes, it yes. pales in comparison. You are correct, but. He's trying to make it seem like he's the good guy. I don't know. Maybe not, uh, but uh, yes. fuck off. I mean, <laughs> out of all... Killing people! Yes, but uh, out of all of the ideas to kill people, I mean... Uh, yeah, the uh, one of the less lethal I fucking... Yes. Bleh. Anyway, so that was it. There's no more mm-hmm. bad bombs. So the next one I have for you is... And I look this up. Wotek, the cigarette-eating soldier bear. Oh, no. I'm pretty sure I've heard of this poor creature. Yes, this poor guy. He was born in about 1942 and died December 2nd, 1963. He was a Syrian brown bear. Bought as a young cub at the railway station in Hamadan, Iran, by Polish two corps soldiers who had been evacuated from the Soviet Union. In order to provide his rations and transportation, he was eventually enlisted officially as a soldier with the rank of private. Oh, my and God. <laughs> then got promoted. Oh, my God. To a corporal. Uh, way to go, buddy. Way to go, buddy. You eat those cigarettes. 
Um, he accompanied the bulk of the Corps to Italy, serving with the 22nd Artillery Supply Company. During the Battle of Monte Cassino in Italy 1944, mm. he helped move crates of ammunition Shut and became a celebrity uh, visiting oh, with Allied generals God. and statesmen. Wow. He's the label. He's the muscle. Yeah, man. He's uh, he's their goon. <laughs> yes. Um, when he, Wotek was a baby, he initially had problems swallowing oh. and was fed condensed milk from an old vodka bottle because uh. they're Polish. Because why not? <laughs> uh, he was subsequently given fruit, marmalade, honey, oh. and syrup and was often rewarded with beer, which beer. became his favorite drink. Of course. Mine too. He also later enjoyed smoking or eating cigarettes oh. as well as drinking coffee in the mornings. <laughs> Because, I mean, okay. I get it. A cup of coffee yeah. and a cigarette is really good together. I would, Don't smoke. But it's real good together. I mean, yeah. I would <clears throat> I would have coffee and a cigarette with a bear in the morning. Absolutely. He would also sleep with the other soldiers if Stop. it was cold at night. Stop it. He would curl up Stop with it. them. It's so cute. God damn it. Uh, he enjoyed wrestling with the soldiers. Uh, of course. And was taught to salute when greeted. God damn it. So like, That's it's terrible. Thing I've ever Don't do that of. to animal, to no. wild animals. But he's so That's cute. adorable. Um, he became an attraction for soldiers and civilians alike and soon became the unofficial mascot to all the units stationed nearby. With the 22nd company, he moved to Iraq, then through Syria, Palestine, and Egypt. Oh, my God. He copied the soldiers. No. While drinking beer, smoking, or even marching alongside them on his hind oh legs. Oh, my God. Because he saw them doing it. What a cutie. He had his own caregiver, caregiver assigned to him to look after him, so he had a babysitter. Uh, yes, a uh, shit scooper. <laughs> He ended up weighing like 200 pounds. Two, 200 pounds? 200 pounds. That's it? Yeah. I think it's I think it's a smaller breed of oh. bear. Like when we think of like yeah, grizzly we think of bears. Yeah, like a gigantical bear. There are, they, there are, they are small. Totally yes. Bears. Oh my God. So he's like the size pounds. of a person. Yes. I fucking best that bear by, we'll say 50 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> we just need to we don't need to talk about ways it's fine <laughs> yeah, um, but i'll tell you what man he's doing pretty good he did pretty good for himself because while it. as an enlisted soldier he had his own pay book shut rank up. of course he did he had his own rank his own serial number and Aww. lived with the other t with the other men in tents or in a special wooden crate that was uh transported by truck oh so like God. a little cage kind yeah, of thing yeah yeah, don't jump out of the truck. <laughs> During the Battle of Monte Cassino, Wotek helped his unit to convey am ammunition by carrying 100-pound crates of 25-pound artillery shells and never dropping anyone. Oh, my God. Way to go. So... Uh, um, a British soldier recalled seeing the bear carrying crates of ammo the bear mimicked the other soldiers copying them. He carried boxes that would normally require four men. Oh, my God. 
God. Um, he would stack ammunition onto the truck or on top of other ammunition boxes. Wow. He earned a promotion. Aww. And he was the official emblem of the 22nd company. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see a picture of this little dude. There is a good uh, little ending to the story. By the end of World War II in 1945, he was transported to Scotland with the rest of his 22nd company. They uh, were stationed at Winfield Air Force um, near the village of Hutton. And he was actually given to their zoo. Aww. And um, I'm glad you retire. He was then considered Polish Scottish. Oh my God. He's so cute. A little nationality. So he, he did kind of get to, to retire. His golden years. Yes, he did get to retire. That's so sweet. Okay. So my last one. And I saved this one all for you just for I this. love it. Um, it's called Operation Acoustic Kitty. <laughs> Alrighty, I'm excited. <laughs> Go. Uh, Operation Acoustic Kitty was a CIA project launched by the Central Intelligence Agency Director of Science and Technologies, within which in the late 1960s intended to use cats to spy on the Kremlin and Soviet mm. embassies. <laughs> in an hour-long procedure by a veterinary a surgeon. procedure? A procedure. The surgeon implanted a microphone in the cat's ear canal. I'm sorry, what? A small radio transmitter at the base of a skull of the skull and a thin wire into its fur. Oh my god. They made Robo Kitty. <gasps> Robo Kitty. Um this would allow the cat to inconspicuous inconspicuously and i cannot say that word but inconspicuously thank you you're welcome uh record and transmit sound from its surroundings i'm so upset but i love i theoretically love it but i hate that this happened exactly i hate the cat had to go through all of that but as um, an episode of Inspector Gadget, I absolutely support this idea. <laughs> yes. Uh, there is problems, though, with uh, distraction. The no, cat's sense no of way. hunger. Oh, shit. Yeah, man. A hangry little kitty. Exactly. So they're distracted. They're hungry. It, it, and it's not the easiest thing to train a cat. No. <laughs> no. A former CIA officer said the project cost about $20 million. Shut up. The fuck up <laughs> to try and train cats to do what you want them to do. Oh my god! Uh, the first ac- acoustic kitty mission was to eavesdrop on two men <laughs> in a park outside the Soviet compound okay. on Wisconsin Avenue in Washington D.C. All right, we're starting <laughs> off. We're starting off pretty basic. We are, but sadly, uh, the cat was released nearby but was hit and allegedly what? killed by a taxi almost immediately. <laughs> oh, no. oh, my God. It's terrible. Oh, no. Like, he was like, all right, you're... They literally, like, let him out the back door, you yes. know, like you do with your cats anyways, and this cat's, like, on a mission all wired up, and then it just... Oh. <laughs> That's the last thing they hear from the oh recording. Oh my god, uh, Mick is upset. <laughs> he's go he's leaving. 
Oh, it's oh so sad. my god. Um, good. good. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. That's what they get. Did they uh, do it again? Th- no. So. In 2013, Robert <laughs> Wallace, a former director of the CIA, CIA Office of Technical Service, said that the project was abandoned due to the difficulty of training the cat to behave <laughs> as required. The, and the quote, the equipment was taken out of the cat. The cat was re-sewn for a second time and lived long and happy life afterwards oh my god really yeah that's oh. it, so it wasn't like it, it had a, no it yeah oh my god oh my and god that's what they said uh, it, okay never mind <laughs> sure uh sure. shortly thereafter the project was considered a failure and declared to be Good. a total loss oh my god there was a couple Acoustic other like the kitty. dolphin assassins oh, yes, and yes, the spy yes. sharks. Spy, um, spy sharks. There's also one about chickens. Oh, are they government agents? Uh, the Blue Peacock Project, <laughs> which they're not peacocks, about chickens. They're chickens. Uh, was a plan to thaw out no. long buried nukes by letting flocks of chickens roost on them. It was declassified April 1st, 2004, causing the UK National Archive to go on record. It does seem like an April Fool joke, but it most certainly is not. The civil service does not do jokes. What? (laughs) What the fuck? We're just going to go ahead and uh, unfreeze these nukes. Exactly. By letting chickens roast on them. Go ahead and sit on them. Roast on them. We'll warm it up with your Uh, butt action. We also had Molotov camels. Shut the... What? During a siege on Delhi in 1398, Mongolian chieftain Timur covered his own camels in straw and oil, lit them on fire, and successfully spooked all 120 of the opposing war elephants and he oh went on to God, ravage a bad plan. <laughs> oh what my God. Mm-hmm. War elephants and lit up camels. Yes. Oh my God. Okay. Sure. Set them on fire. Shoot sure. them off. Scare the shit out of everybody. For some reason I thought you were going to say that they fucking loaded them up with beer <laughs> and then fucking I catapulted them or something. I don't uh, fucking know. Well I mean yeah. Yeah, that works too. Uh, I've, uh, apparently, the other way is successful. My sources. Sorry, that's oh, what yeah. I'm looking sources. for. We got good old Wikipedia. The Wix. Crack.com. <laughs> Allthingsinteresting.com. And pressreader.com. There are many more. Many, there many are more. So many more. Check them out. <laughs> um, my sources for my missing for uh missing 411 and national forest shit is the documentary missing 411 directed by david politis deadman walking uh from pubmed.ncbi.gov cryptid history teddy roosevelt and bigfoot written by adam benedict on pinebareninstitute.com fabulous national park services uh history.com theodore roosevelt and conservation nps.gov the five weirdest events in national parks, zionnationalpark.com, 
10 Things You Didn't Know About Our National Forest, <laughs> nationalforest.org by Hannah Featherman. And America's Search and Rescue is in a State of Emergency by Mark Peruzzi, outsideonline.com. Nice. 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 <laughs> All right, my dude. Uh, Kaylee, are you ready to uh, get that shit? I am so ready to get that shit. Bring it to me. Fabuloso. To doodle, I have for you something that I've actually purchased. Woohoo! Finally, right? I have failed to use it yet. So, okay. I will update you. You made the big step, though. I made the big one, right? Yep. I will update you guys on Instagram about the experience I have with this, okay? So, we all know I had surgery, right? During that surgical time, I let my leg hair grow out. I had never let it grow out like this before. Right. Well, you couldn't bend down to shave couldn't it, bend dude. Bend down to shave it. Samuel helped me uh, right. get through the forest. He made it through the wilderness. Uh, so <laughs> I have no qualms about fucking anyone wearing body hair. Wear that body hair. Oh, yeah. It's Do not you? for me. My skin just... Uh, in all fairness, you can say you tried it. Thanks. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Because you really, you went like a good while before. Uh, yeah, like there was some length. weeks. Yeah, we yeah. could almost braid it. Yes, damn near. I wanted to finger wave it, but I didn't. I've noticed my skin has just become even more fucking sensitive. So mm. I've been exploring different hair removal techniques, techniques and products. Yes. Products, exactly. You know, I love me some TikTok. So... One of the TikTok trends is Soft Sheen Carson's Magic Razorless Shaving Powder. Okay. Yes. So Magic Shaving Powder is what it's called. Love it. Let me read you a little bit about the people who produce this product. This company has been in business for and at least 110 years. Damn. Yes. There are four different types of this powder. And it is a del. I always have the I know worst time had saying it the this first word. Time Dilipo- nope. nope. Not dilapidated. Not dil- dilipatory. No. Say it for me. Depilatory. Depilatory. There you go. I knew if I kind Depilatory. of mouthed it at you, Woo! you would follow it. Depilatory. I fucking taught this shit and I could never say it. I would write it on the board because I couldn't say it. So what this means is it's a surface hair removal. It's not going to remove the hair root. Okay? okay. So it's not like waxing or sugaring, right? Okay. Not a permanent but thing. It's not a permanent thing, but it will, number one, it's going to melt the hair off. That's basically what it does. It breaks Beautiful. the hair down. So you um, use the recommended amount of powder. You mm-hmm. mix uh, two tablespoons of water and then you mix it uh, for a creamy consistency, almost like melted Cool Whip. Oh. Then you're going to place it on your uh, body, body part of choice. It does say that it's only for head and face, but I've seen it all over on TikTok. All right. Make sure that you do a patch test, but you're going to put that shit on and then you're going to wait until it dries and then you're going to get into the shower and you're going to use a loofah or a washcloth and you're going to go in a circular motion like you're exfoliating. Because, or buffing. Or buffing. Exactly. Yes. Wax on, wax off. There are four different kinds. There are some that have scent. They also have creams as well instead of just powders. 
But the kind that I got is the skin conditioning and it has vitamin E and extra aloe in it. Nice. So this product should last anywhere between like three and six months. What? Yes. If not longer. Because it will eventually like make your, it will damage your follicle. Once you damage the follicle, uh, the hair doesn't grow back, whether it's on your head, whether it's on whatever. Gotcha. Okay. Over time, it'll probably damage the follicle. Okay. Uh, That's all right. Damage it. Yes. You'll experience less and less growth. It won't be as coarse, thick, blah, blah, blah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So I will update you all on this product that I purchased. I can't wait. It is. Oh, let me tell you. Um, Number one, it's like $7 on Amazon. But not bad. It's like three or four dollars at Sally's Beauty Supply. Oh, okay. At your public beauty supply houses. So just go fucking pick it up or yeah. order it off of Sally's if you need more shit. Okay. But that's all I got for you, Todd. Awesome. I cannot oh, wait. P.S. I found it on Amazon. Okay. I I don't think I said that. Well, you said how much it was on Amazon. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So great job. I can't wait to see your smooth and my smoothness like. yes so yes sexy. I, you'll be the first one i show i know <laughs> i know i better be i better fucking be not your husband or anything like that all right doodles if you please keep listening to all of our different platforms listen to us on all the platforms yes. that you listen to Try one one day, try another to the next day. Why yes, not? I love it. Um, the different ones you can find us on is Podbean, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and the Amazon Music. The Amazon Music. If you are not very good at remembering things like I am. Same. <laughs> You can find all of these choices on our Instagram bio at GTS underscore podcast. While you're there and on all of your listening sites, please make sure to like, follow, subscribe so we can continue to grow and uh, get you guys more content. Okay. Make sure while you're at our Instagram, you click on the link tree there and you see all the fun magic that we have on there and our shiny new website hell yeah hell yeah it's updated bi-weekly just like our episodes yes you can always holler at us at gts with kaylee and cassie at gmail.com if you have any small businesses that you want to hype up or any topics you don't want to do homework on we'll do it for you we'll do it for you well my friends I think that wraps us up. Babe. I think that wraps us up. I personally am off to birthday dinner. Have fun. Thank uh, you. How about yourself? Uh, I already did that last night. Perfect. So I am good for today. Are you going to go home and rest? Uh, I, don't, uh, I, I might actually do that. You should. Who knows? You should. You deserve it. I know. Thank you. You're I'm just welcome. not good at it. Thank you. Choices. I know. All right. Well, we'll see you later, taters. Love and light. Love and light. Bye. Bye.